Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. Saturday morning live with Jesus. I am your host, Evangelist Portia Mac Iver, along with Sister Stephanie this morning. This morning we're coming to you with the third part of the series called Love. Hallelujah. We welcome you all. Forgive my voice this morning. It's cracking a little. But by the time I get through, it'll be okay because God's going to fix it. Amen. But as you all know, I'm allergic to ragweed, so that's a whole other story. Saturday morning, cool, pretty outside. Ragweed's going wild. Anyway, um, the part of love that we're on this week is called Arrows. Now, we've already went through Philea. We've already went through Storge. Philea was brotherly love. Storge was the love between a mother and her children and between siblings, which actually relates to Philea love. Amen. Because brotherly love, think about that word, phileia. But we're not going down that road right now. We need to go back to our last two Saturdays to find out about those two kind of love. But today we're here with Eros love. Hallelujah. Eros, spelled E R O S. Arrows love. Now, a lot of people say that's not in the Bible. Well, I beg to differ. The word arrows is not in the English Bible. But the word arrows, if you can remember, think back to what you already know. The Bible is two languages, actually three It is part Latin, part Hebrew, and mostly Greek because the whole New Testament was written in Greek. And in Greek, the Grecians have a, how can I put it? They're the ones that invented the alphabet. And in their language, The language is a beautiful language. You can't have one word to describe everything. So when the Grecians translated the New, or when they wrote the New Testament, when God hovered over them and had the Grecians, or certain Grecians, to write the New Testament, They did it in their language. Amen. Hallelujah. And when it came down to the word love, they put it in there. But then we had several other English writers that came 
and felt that the word L-O-V-E is enough, that you don't need to put all the rest of it in there, just use overall the word L-O-V-E. But we found out that that word does not cover everything. I don't love my children like I like a like I love a piece of chocolate cake. Amen. Two different kinds of love. Hallelujah. I don't love my children like I love my BFF. Amen. Two different kinds of love. One is storge, the other one is phileo. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Greeks put it in there. That's why the Bible says to study, to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Which means if you don't study, and if by now you don't know that the New Testament was written in, written in Greek, where have you been at, my Lord? Ooh. Well, if you're listening this morning, now you know. The written, the New Testament is written in Greek. That's where we got these definitions from, these four laws. Phileia, Storge, and now Eros. Sister Stephanie, could you give me a cough drop over there so that I can lubricate my throat? I'm sorry, y'all. The cold is over, but it evidently left some kind of something damage. Or, no, I'm not going to claim no damage. Hallelujah. I'm just going to say that, um, yeah, we're live. You can tell that, right? Hallelujah. We're live audio. Anyway, we're going on with our lesson. Mm, that's good. With my little cough drop in my mouth, trying to loosen the muscles in my neck. Y'all, I cough so much that I wonder if I've got any muscles. And I explained that to you before, how I have to be careful with my throat because I had a thyroid operation. They removed my thyroid. And um, I think they may have did a little bit of damage. The doctor told me I would never sing again. But, hey, not only am I singing, I'm preaching and teaching and everything God has for me to do. Amen. And I will continue to do it. My throat will heal because God said with his stripes we were healed. Amen. So I'm good. But let us go on to our topic today. Arrow, E-R-O-S. Love. I'm going to bring on Sister Stephanie. She sounds a lot better than I do, y'all. And she's going to give you some background background on Eros, E-R-O-S, love. Sister Stephanie. demonstrated between husband and um, wife. It is, well, this is the type of love, that sensual love between husband and wife. 
um, is usually for emotional or spiritual bounding. I'm sorry, bonding, and is reserved for marriage. All right. And you hear the definition. Number one, it is reserved for marriage. What God told Adam, well, when he kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden, before that, there was no arrow's love. It was coming, but before that, Adam and Eve had not known one another. But after they were kicked out of the garden, the Bible says, and Adam knew Eve. And that's when Cain and then Abel and later on Seth came to be about. You know, that Eros love at that time was a great blessing to Adam and Eve. Think about it. They were in the Garden of Eden. Beautiful place. Heaven on earth. Eve took of the tree, ate of the tree, and Adam with her. Now, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I want to teach you on that, and I will one day. But Adam asked no questions, y'all. Eve was so beautiful. He looked at her because, after all, she was part of him. God married them. Amen. Didn't need no marriage vows. She was already one with him. She was already married to him. Now, they were not supposed to have any kind of sexual relations until down the line. During that time, they were to walk with God, learn of him. And he was going to give them the eternal plan that he had for them, the earth and all the planets. But in comes the serpent, Satan. Well, my mom used to call him old Slewfoot. And he foiled the whole thing. He came in with a lie in his mouth, and he went out with deception. But in the meantime, he did not destroy God's plan. He just delayed it. And we all know, <clears throat> sorry, we all know what's going to happen with him. His final abode is in the lake of fire, where he's going to burn forever and ever with fire and brimstone. You want to know about what his destination is? Go to Revelation uh, 20 and 10, and you will find it. Hallelujah. Yeah, he's going to be let loose for a season. That's God trying the nations. But after that, he's going to be locked up in chains by one angel, y'all. Not by a host of angels. But one angel will lock him up and cast him over into the lake of fire where he will burn and be punished forever and ever and ever. 
I read something that said he would be burning from the inside out. Hallelujah. Burning, but never burning up. Amen. Hallelujah. But that's not the road we're going down this morning. We're here talking about the Eros love. It's the kind of love that God gave Adam for Eve. It's the kind of love that is between man and woman when they get married. Amen. When they take their vows and make promises to one another. See, when you get married, you make promises to one another. But you also, part of that marriage vow is a vow between you two and God. Now, you can break that promise between one another, and you can be forgiven. But if you break that that vow between you and God, that you will have to pay for. There is a payment for that. Yes, you can be forgiven. But there is a payment. There is something you must go through, a punishment for that. Amen? Hallelujah. So when you get married, when you fall in love, know one thing. Get in it knowing that it is forever. It is a vow between you and that man and a vow between you two and God. It's not supposed to be broken. But that's not why we're here. I want to tell you what Eros love is. Hallelujah. It's that love that Adam had for Eve. When the Lord took her out of his side and he looked at her and he said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. I imagine Eve was so beautiful. I mean, he made the garden beautiful and everything was beautiful in its own time. He had taken Eve out of Adam's side using Adam's rib, and formed woman. Eve's name was not originally Eve. Eve's name was originally Adam. Amen. Hallelujah. The woman part of Adam. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what God called her. She was Adam, Adam with a womb. God said she was woman, which means Adam or man with a womb. She came from man. She was formed like man, but she was given different parts, y'all. Amen. God didn't make her exactly like Adam. He gave her hormone. He gave man Testosterone. Amen. He gave man abs. He gave her a tummy. Yeah, women can get abs too, but let us go on. Hallelujah. 
because I have my definition in that, but I'm going to keep that to myself. But Adam looked at her, and all of a sudden he called her woman. Hallelujah. Man with a womb. Preachers have a joke that they preach over the pulpit and say they, that Adam called her a woman because he looked at her and said, Whoa, man, Woo, you're beautiful. I don't know about that, but he called her woman, man with a womb. Man does not have a womb. A male was not born with a womb. He does not need a womb. He needed the testicles. He needed a place to bear the seed, amen, to keep the seed stored. Hallelujah. Eve needed a womb to bear that child, to hold that child as that child was developing. God had a plan. And it was a perfect plan. Amen. Hallelujah. And they fell in love, which is why I believe that Adam, when he saw Eve eat of that apple, he was so enamored, so in love with Eve or with woman that he didn't think twice. She was so beautiful. Hey, I'm going to do whatever she said. You ever, mm, you ever see or saw somebody or met somebody and you fell in love and said, oh, my God, girl, if he asked me to walk on water, I'll walk on water for that man. You ever felt like that? Oh, man, shoot, I'm going to do anything she said. If she want me to get down and kiss her feet, I'll get down and kiss her feet, man. Ooh, man, she's something else. Yeah. <laughs> that's a form of lust, but we're going to go on. But that's part of Eros love. That's romantic love. Amen. When you fall in love and you feel like, oh, you've met that one that one that you want to spend your life with. You've given no thought as to how that black long hair is going to look in about 20 years or how those that six-pack is going to turn to a keg, depending on how you cook, in about 2 to 20 years. Amen. Unless he keeps it up, that six-pack is going to turn to a cake. That black hair is going to turn gray. And that figure eight that that woman had is going to turn to a figure zero after she's had about that fourth or fifth child. Yeah. See, with Arrow's love, we take it as, oh, they look, oh, they smell. Oh, they've got that nice, fine car, girl. Ooh, they got money. That's not Arrow's love. 
that's stupidity. Y'all know I'm going to be frank, right? All right. If you don't want to hear the truth, I'm sorry. You will hear the truth on reaching the masses ministry. But when you've got that kind of love, that's not Arrow's love. Arrow's love is a romantic love, the protective love. You see this person. Now, let me give you a scripture. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And never told a woman to go out looking for a man, or as the people say, go out trolling. Amen? Get a bunch of women together. They go out to a bar, to a restaurant or whatever, and they're looking at every man that comes in the door. When men do the same thing, they go out and hang together, and one will say to the other, and I got this from Bill Winston, <laughs> he ain't always been holy, y'all. Amen? This is, as he say, Bill Winston, B.C., before Christ. And how he said they'd be standing over there, you know, got their little stance on and, you know, their little collar and get rubbing their little goatee or beard or whatever. And say, yeah, brother, she looking at me. I think this going to be my night. That's not Eros love. That's lust. And God specifically, specifically teaches against the lustful love or fornication. Amen. Hallelujah. He also teaches against adultery because that's no longer Eros love. That's actually a sin. But we'll teach on that in another topic. We're going through the Bible, y'all, so hold on to your hat. Some of y'all going to like what's going on. Some of y'all going to probably shut us off because you're not going to want to hear it. But we'll get to all of it before the rapture occurs. Hallelujah. I believe we're going to go through the whole thing. Amen. Anyway, let us get back to Eros love. Sister Stephanie, would you read some of those meanings again? Okay, Arrow's love is a sense of being in love. The sensual love, the kind of love between husband and wife, that was given to man and woman as a gift. Because with that love, you know that you are not alone in this world. God looked at Adam and said, it is not good for man to be alone. If you look at that word, it's like you see the word all one in it. A-L, then if you put the one aside, O-N-E. It is not good for man to be all one or man to be alone. So I will make a help meet for him. See, that's what Eve was for. She was to help Adam in everything that he did. Amen? It's that romantic type of love to know that that person is part of you because the Bible say, and the twain 
became one, and the two became one. That's a mystery. The Bible tells you that. When the two become one, when that man knows that woman, there's something that happens on the DNA level, y'all. There's something that happens spiritually. The two spirits become one spirit. Amen? And if God is living there, then guess what? Those two become one with God. Amen? Hallelujah. It is a love like no other, but it belongs in marriage. It does not belong in someone's bedroom overnight that's got their sheets all perfumed. They got that weave tucked in tightly. Amen. He's got his stomach holding it in about to die because he can't breathe. That's not the kind of love that God was talking about. Because if they're not married, if they haven't taken a vow before the Lord, then that's not Eros love. That's lust, fornication, or depending on who they are, it can be adultery, which is sin. Eros love is not a sin. It is ordained by God. God knew that it was not good for a man to be alone, so he gave him a wife. He called her, Adam called her a woman. Then after they sinned, he gave her the name Eve. Because remember, Adam named everything in the garden. And he gave the woman named Eve because she was the first mother and she was the mother of all living. Amen. Hallelujah. Just like Adam was the father of all living, the first child on this earth came from the seed of Adam, which is why I say I don't understand the argument between the races because if you go back to the Bible, we all came from the seed of Adam. Amen? Hallelujah. But let us go on with Eros' love. God gave that to husband and wife as a relief, as a reward after that man has gone out and tilled the field. Remember, they got kicked out of the garden. God gave that to them so that he could have a release, so that she could have a release, so that they could enjoy one another. Forget the problems of the day. Look in one another's eyes. I repeated a verse um, last week. There's an old song that says, When the uh, moon meets your eye like a big piece of pie, P-I-Z-Z-A, that's a moray. Hallelujah. Now, we all know we love pizza, right? Some of us have a, rela- a, a, a religious experience when we eat pizza. <laughs> but that's not even what the Lord talks about. That's gluttony, y'all. That's a whole another thing. But when Adam held Eve in his own, and Eve was being held, and they became one, oh, that was a beautiful experience. 
just like it is when you and your mate get married. That first time is supposed to be experience. Hallelujah. After you've made that vow, after you've stood up before the preacher and said, your I do's, I will, I promise, then you go and you become romantically connected. Amen. And I'm hoping that before you do that, you've already fallen in love. Now, let me explain that to you, then I'll come back to this. I know y'all saying, get to the juicy part. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Listen, when you meet a mate, don't look at their hair, because it might just be a weave. Oh, they got all kinds of stuff nowadays. I can't name all of them, but they got the procedure out there where they go strand by strand. They don't have to sew it in your head. They glue it to a strand of your hair, and you can't tell it from there. How do I know? My sister was a cosmetologist, and I went to cosmetology school. Didn't finish because I had to come back home to keep my babies because my babies here kind of went off on me, you know. But the thing about it is that, yeah, don't let that deceive you. And same thing with you women. You don't know what he got on under that shirt. You know they do have men girdles, right? Mm-hmm. Men, you know about women's girdles, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be deceived by all of the outward appearance. Don't be deceived by the perfume. Nobody smells like lilies naturally. Amen. Nobody smells like Hugo Boss or I think the men's is frenzy, or cool water naturally. Amen. That's good to have, but know this. When you meet them, they're smelling all good, looking all good, and you, ooh, that's the one I want. Let me shake your head a bit. Tomorrow, he won't smell like that. He won't look like that. Neither will you, girl. Amen. Let's be for real, for real. Amen. Hallelujah. You go out there, you start exercising, you're going to get, oh, we don't want to go there, do we? No, you, you, um, the body smells, you know. When the, sweat, when the sweat hits the air, there's a chemical reaction that takes place. We get musty. We get, can I say it, Lord? Sister Stephanie, can I say it? Do we really want to be this real? All right. All right. You're going to get funky. Let's be for real about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you still going to love that man once you get around him and you smell that sweat? Because he's been working out. And, man, y'all smell. I don't know what with the women. Because she's been working out or she's had a hard day at work or that hair has got caught in the rain and that hair is smelling. Are you still going to love her? 
or are you going to change your mind and say, what on earth have I done? When you wake up in the morning after your honeymoon, see, a lot of us go to bed with our makeup on during the honeymoon night, you know? When you wake up and you see that face that you just stood up at the altar and said, I do too, and all of a sudden, the mascara, you're looking, fake eyelashes, one hanging off. No, I never wore fake eyelashes, y'all. But one hanging off. The mascara, because she's rubbed her eyes, is no longer there. Amen. She might have drooled during the night, and you're trying to figure out, what is that on her face? Part of the makeup is rubbed in the pillowcase. You're looking, oh, my God, why, what's wrong with that pillowcase? Hey, that's her makeup, dude. Y'all, girls, with that man, I don't know what men do, but all of a sudden that deodorant had broke down. And you say, whoa, what's the smell? Or that foot powder had broke down. And you're saying, oh, my God, what have I done? You're looking at him, and he opens his mouth, and you say, oh, you got to cover your nose, you know. He's saying, I love you, baby. And it's like, it's almost alive. Hallelujah. Got to be for real, y'all. Are you still going to love him? Or are you going to want a divorce all of a sudden? Hmm? Let me tell you what Eros love is. It's not just romantic love. It's a bit like a God pay love. You love that man or that woman in spite of. You see what they are, but you have made up in your mind that no matter what they turn into. No, I'm not talking about Shrek and Fiona. When Fiona turned into a, what was that thing? What was that thing Fiona turned into? I know. When Fiona turned into an ogre. Now, some of you may not know about Shrek. If you don't know it, go get the video. Look at it for yourself. But Fiona turned into an ogre. Are you going to love her? If she turns over and looks like a your ogre, she done took that girl off, and that tummy has popped out, and you didn't know she had it. Now you know why she was breathing so funny at the altar. Are you going to still love her? But if you sit down. See, when I do marriage counseling, I'm going to tell you the truth. That one that you're looking at now is not what you're going to see the morning of your wedding. And as time goes on, they are going to change, y'all. They are going to change. That makeup they had on is going to come off, and you can see those dark spots. Some of them, those pretty teeth they had, they're going to ask you, honey, I need a glass. And you're going to say, why? I need to put my effort in, in it. And you're going to look and say, what? Yeah. And all of a sudden, here they come out of her mouth or his mouth. 
Y'all got to think about that stuff beforehand. Those pretty teeth may not be her real teeth or his real teeth. Amen? Think about all of this before you get married. Amen? Think about the smells from under the arm. Amen? This breath, hallelujah, when they ate garlic, and they turn over to you, I love you, baby. And you're like, oh, okay, you got to turn your head. See, all that is going to happen. But if you truly have the arrows love, the romantic love, that kind of love that protects, that kind of love that loves in spite of, you're going to say back to them, I love you too, baby. But you need some toothpaste. And you may not even, you don't even need to say that. Just say, I love you too, baby, and hug her or hug him. Amen. Give him a little kiss on the cheek. Get up. Both of y'all get prepared for the day. Now you know the man is not perfect. Man, now you know your wife is not perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, she might get up and part of the weave is on the pillow. You know now that she's not perfect. But you got to decide in your mind beforehand, before you say, I do, that you're going to love them in spite of, no matter what. You're going to love them in spite of. I was listening to Miles Monroe, and he was talking about he and his wife. Now, that's the late Miles Monroe. His son is out there. But I don't know, Miles Monroe was the greatest preacher, and he could teach on marriage and on the kingdom like nobody else could. Amen. Oh, and his teaching on the Holy Spirit. Go on YouTube and start listening to some of his teaching. You'll learn a thing or two. Amen. I wish that I could be half the preacher or half the teacher that he was. Amen. But the Lord took him on home. They were in a plane crash, and the Lord took them both on home. That's another thing. See, that love was so strong. I believe that God knew that if he took Miles, that his wife would have been a miserable soul. Or if he took the wife, Miles would have never been the same. So he took them both together. Those two were so in love. Now, Miles was handsome, but I don't want to know what Miles looked like in the morning. He'll tell you himself, you don't want to know that. Amen? But I remember listening to a teacher, a teaching of his a few weeks back. No, it's not on YouTube anymore. Someone had actually copyrighted it, put it up on YouTube. But I got a chance to listen to it twice, me and Sister Stephanie. So now we know. Amen? I sent it out to a few people. A uh, couple of them listened to it all the way through. A couple of them said, well, I listened to part of it, and I didn't have time. You know what? You didn't hear it, and you missed something. So now it's gone, so nothing I can do to help you. But Miles Monroe was saying, "You when you marry, you don't marry them for what you see in front of your face. You marry them knowing that they are going to change, but you're going to love them anyway. 
because you're not marrying them just because of a thing. If someone asks you, why are you marrying him? Or if I'm counseling you, hallelujah, doing marriage counseling, I'm going to ask you, sister so-and-so, why do you love him? Or brother so-and-so, why do you love her? And if you have a why, then I'm going to tell you, no, y'all don't need to get married. Because the reason that you're marrying them, hallelujah, that mess going to change. But if you come and you tell me I'm marrying them because I've chosen them and this is the one I want to be with the rest of my life, no matter what, then yes, I'll marry you. But if you got a reason, oh, I'm marrying her because... You know, I know I'm going to find financial security in him, or I'm marrying her because of her pretty eyes, or her long hair, or, you know what, grow up. That's teenager stuff. Amen? And that's not called love. That's not arrows. That's called a crush. Amen? That little feeling you get in your heart, oh, yeah, that he hurt you, you cry, and you're to somebody else. No, nah, baby. That's that kid kind of love. You don't want to get married on something like that because that will not last, and you will end up in a divorce court. God said he does not ordain divorces. So when you get a divorce, unless it is for a specific reason, unless he has committed adultery on you, yes, get a divorce. You can forgive him, but we're not going down that path either. I'll teach you on that another time. You can't forgive and go back together. Amen? But we'll teach you on that another time. Because God is a loving God. He knows everybody makes a mistake. But if you've made up in your mind that you're going to love them anyway, hallelujah, and she's made up in her mind that she's going to love you anyway, even when you make a mistake. You're going to forgive and go on. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, some things you can't forgive, y'all. I will be honest. There are some things that you cannot forget. You can forgive, but you cannot forget. Amen? Some things break your trust, and trust is hard to earn back. Once it's broken, trust is hard to earn back. You can try if you want to, but I'm not doing marriage counseling this morning. We're here talking about arrows. Sister Stephanie, how much more time have we got? Okay, we've got 12 more minutes, so I'm going to try to wrap this up. But know this, when you marry your mate, man, when you find that one, that you're going to marry, notice, when you treat them right, that's how you get your blessing. But if you treat her wrong, your life will be miserable because God will not bless you, your finances, or anything else in your life. Enough said. We'll get on that topic another time. Same thing with your wives. Do it if you want to. Treat them wrong if you want to. 
You are true. And now let me say this. This is to those who are of the ecclesia. Amen. Y'all who are in the world, y'all going to do what you want to do anyway. Amen. Y'all done messed it up. And you got Jane, Mary, and Sue, and John, Mary, and Joe. Hey, enough said. Amen. That's not Arrow's love, but we'll go there another time. Amen. But Arrow's love is when a man marries a woman, and it is also called the um, love for procreation. Amen. The kind of love where you want to get together with that woman, men, and you want to multiply, like God said. You want children by her. She wants to bear your babies. Amen. It's something born in that woman. When she meets that right man, she wants to bear his children. And that man wants her to carry his children. Because those children are going to come here looking just like them. They're going to have their personality. They're going to be a family. Amen. Which is what our God ordained in the first place. That's why he gave you that attraction one to another. Amen. So that you would be able to get together and the woman bear children. The man plant the seed. The woman bear the child, bring the child forth. Amen. The man, hallelujah, is the giver of life. He's the giver of the seed. But the woman is a carrier of the egg and the seed. And she will bring that child forth if it's God's will. See, that's part of Arrow's love. That Arrow's love also, you have a mate, a companion for the rest of your life that you can depend on. You have someone to talk to. You're no longer alone. You have someone to pray with. Amen. Hallelujah. When you two get together and you pray, God hears you. That's a corporate prayer. The Bible says, men, love your wife as God loved the church. Amen. He loved the church so much that he took on human flesh, came down to this earth, taught his disciples, allowed them, hallelujah, the Romans, to hang him up on a tree, on a cross. Hallelujah. The pain. Hallelujah. All of that. He went through all of that because he loved us. Amen. Husband, the Bible said that's the kind of love he wants you to have for for your wife. Wives, you are to reverence your husband. We're going to go through this another time. Like I say, I've gotten off topic. We're talking about Arrow's love. But I'm trying to teach you what Arrow's love is right now in a short span here. So, Stephanie, how much time? Okay, got eight minutes. Y'all hear a motor? That's my air conditioning. It just came on for some reason. Anyway, Arrow's love is that companionship love, that companionship for life until death us do part. Isn't that the vow you took? But some people take that vow, and in two weeks they have forgotten that vow. Take your vows seriously in your marriage. Because there are vows you make to one another, but you're also making those vows to God. Now, you can break a promise to one another and go on your separate ways. But guess what? You break that vow to God, and you will pay. 
Amen. Because when you break, when you make a vow to God, that's a covenant that cannot be broken. I know some of y'all don't want to hear that. Some of y'all are already married four or five times. But we'll talk on that another time. There is, hallelujah, forgiveness for that. Amen. But that's not why we're here. We'll teach you on that another time. But Eros' love was given to us so that we would not be alone on this earth. Amen. So that we would have that mate, hallelujah, who is there with us. Amen. So that we could bring forth children and multiply as God says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we might have to continue this next week. Don't know. I'll let you know later on. We do. We'll make an announcement. Because there is so much more to be said about Eros love. But we're going to go to a fun fact because we don't have that many minutes left. Sister Stephanie, what was your fun fact? The term erotic, er, let me let let me let you let me let her tell you. The term erotic comes from the Greek word eros. Okay. The term erotic comes from the Greek word eros. Yes, it's okay to be erotic with your husband. There's a scripture in the Bible that says marriage is honorable. And the bed undefiled. Marriage between a man and a woman is honorable. And the bed undefiled, which means it's not a sin. If you two agree, go for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I could go so far in there, but I don't know if there's children are listening or not. But long story short, Eros love is a beautiful love. But it does not compare to agape love, which we're going to go into next week. I'm not going to do a second part of Arrow's love because I don't want to get out of God's will. But next week we're coming to you with agape love, which is akin to Arrow's love. Hallelujah. But as Sister Stephanie said, in Arrow's love, look at the word, hallelujah, erotica, erotic, Arrow's. That's where it comes from. Amen. Hallelujah. It's okay to be erotic in your marriage. Hallelujah. That marriage bed belongs to you too. Nobody else belongs in your business. Women, don't go out there and tell nobody what your husband doing. Husband, don't go out there and tell nobody what your wife doing. That's between you two. You two have those babies. You can see and you have Fun with arrows, love. Amen. That's why God gave it to you. Don't worry. It's not that time. That's my clock fast. But that's why God gave it. He gave it to you for enjoyment. God does believe in sex, y'all. He knows it takes sex to create children. So he gave us that as a gift. Hallelujah. It would be awfully yucky to be creating children and not have that Feeling of erotica, wouldn't it? He says, have fun. But while you're having fun, create a baby. Amen? In the bounds of marriage. Amen? Hallelujah. Stephanie, time? Three minutes. Enjoy yourself in marriage. 
Hallelujah. Arrow's love is for that. That's why God gave it to us. He gave it to Adam and Eve as a gift, and every man and woman who decides to get married from then on, hallelujah, has that gift of arrows. And remember, when you marry, marry for life. You make up in your mind that I married you because I chose to marry you, and I choose you for life. Don't go marrying somebody. Say, oh, well, I'll marry him now. Hmm, I can get out of it. For a hundred here in Danville, you can get a divorce for a hundred and fifty dollars. I'm saying your marriage won't worth no more than that. But that's not what God meant. That's not why He gave us arrows love. That's not why He gave us marriage. Because marriage is in arrows love. Amen. Arrows love is not to be used, done, performed outside of marriage. It's the love of marriage. Amen. The love that's supposed to be part of marriage. Hallelujah. Anyway, she said 90 seconds. So I'm going to get off here for this morning, but I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Amen. Hallelujah. And we say have a wonderful day. We're going to pray really quick. Hallelujah, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this day. Lord, I hope they listen, Lord. We're going to do another teaching, Lord, if you allow us on Arrow's Love at another time. But, Lord, we thank you for Arrow's Love. Hallelujah. Thank you for the bonds of marriage. Hallelujah. We thank you because you don't make mistakes. Hallelujah. We ask you to bless every ear that's hearing out there today, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless every home. Bless our home, Lord. We thank you. We glorify your name, Father. Hallelujah. Because you are for perfection personified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry, Saturday morning live with Jesus. And our topic today was arrows. And you've been listening to your host, Evangelist Portia Mac Ivor and Sister Stephanie. Have a great day, y'all. God loves you, and so do we. Bye bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.